Welcome to Art Everywhere. Tonight, my guest is Kevin Wilhite. Say it. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Glad okay. I'm glad you finally made it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad I could make it too. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting night. <laughs> been an interesting night. I lost my black book. The magic notebook. Well, it was funny. I love that you asked, is your name in it? And I'm like, no, but yours is. <laughs> like you and every other guest I've ever had is like their name is in there. Their Instagram handle. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the beginning of a new era. Yeah. I'll have to start checking to see the new ads on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's for black books, yeah. like for fucking art books. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do, man? You can't you, you can't plan for life, you know? You try. Yeah, exactly. So listen, dude, I fucking love your style, dude. Your art style is your... I think you're a fucking brilliant painter. Because hmm. you take, like, tractors cars, things that we see all the time right. that we don't really think much of. They're just like, they're just there. Right. And you, you turn these things into art. Like, what is it? Where, where does, before we even get into that, like, where mm. does your art journey begin? Like, how do you, when did you start like realizing like, oh, I'm an artist? I mean, I guess it's just come back to childhood. Um, you know, growing up in the Central Valley, I'm exposed to like farm tractors and all these other machinery just like cruising down by my house, right? Because I'm in a rural type of area. I mean, there wasn't any like sidewalks or anything near me. You, you were know? in series? Yeah, series. Series. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like my neighbors were like further away and I had orchards like on the other side of the street. So it wasn't like a suburb kind of setting, you know? It was very like rural, yeah, like farmland. Oh, definitely, yeah. Isn't that weird? Like that California was that. Mm. I remember driving from San Jose to Manteca. Remember the old Manteca water slides? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, and it was like you'd see orchards everywhere. Yeah, all up and down. You'd see farms and you'd see orchards, specifically in the Central Valley. Orchards. There's always orchards. Lots of cherries. Lots of. Um, Almonds. Almond, yeah, yeah, fucking still almonds, yeah. you know, up north from here. But it was it was always orchards, dude. Peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, walnuts. Walnuts, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. And now it's just all fucking track homes and mm-hmm. fucking Quiznos or whatever the fuck. You know, chain restaurants yeah. everywhere you go. Big box. Big yeah. box stores, man. Yeah. I, yeah. But what, what do you remember growing up as like the catalyst for your art? I think it's just, you know, just doodling and just exploring different mediums, you know. Uh, I was lucky to, in the school programs growing up, you know, I got to work on different stuff like stained glass, you know, like all kinds of crazy stuff that's not normally you wouldn't, you know, think of when you're growing up in a like sixth grade, you know, scenario or sixth and seventh grade, you know, I'm, I'm exposed to all these different mediums right so i got to mess around with all these different mediums um so i kind of get more tools in my toolbox as far as like an artist right so if i want to go do something creative and like multimedia or something you know paper mache you know or just sketch something out like have some crazy 3d idea and then build it out right 
like cut up some cardboard and just like style it up. You know, I could do that. Sure. Whoa. Yeah. That's so cool. Cause I remember coming up in the mid nineties in junior high and high school. Yeah. Like all the arts programs got fucking neutered. Mm. There's like nothing left. But I remember in seventh grade specifically, I remember there being like a leather program. Cool. Like, so we learned how to like carve leather. And we learned how to screen print. Like, we, and it was the last year that they did that kind of stuff, and it always stuck with me, hmm. you know. And and I think arts in the schools are so they're always the first thing on the chopping block. Yeah. Whereas I think it's like, dude, you're giving people um, a chance to enrich the world. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it art in general uh, helps with other, you know. Your art helps with learning, um, you know, mathematics and other things. You know, it can spill over, right? It's not just, you know, drawing on a paper. You're you're learning how to um, compose your thoughts onto, a, you know, either a piece of paper or, you know, style it into clay or something. You know, you're learning to develop um, dimensional thinking, right? And then it, there's a thought process behind that, right? What's step one? Well, I got to, you know, make a base. Well, step two, I don't know, maybe make an arm or something, you know? So there's a process that goes along with that. And that creative process, you can see going into like engineering, right? Well, they want to make a building. Okay, so let's make a sketch of the building. Okay, then let's refine that sketch. Okay, let's bring in the glass guy, you know, think up the windows and stuff like that, right? So they bring in these other, um, not artists, but they're specialists in their own medium, right? So it's the same kind of scenario when you're working with art, right? It's just working with, like, buildings and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I I think, I think you're right. Um, so... I recently got a job and one of the things that uh, was that was asked of me during the interview was, um, you got to take that? No, it's, it's my insulin pump. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I could do yeah, it. I no. take that. <laughs> I thought, no, because we could just like chill you know, <laughs> while you do that. No, nah, it's good. Okay. So um, the, oh, fuck. Okay. So during the interview. Yeah. Right. During the interview process, when I got this job, mm-hmm. you know, you go through all the stuff and blah, 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 blah. And the lady asked me, she goes, um, she's like, do you have any hobbies? And I go, yeah, I'm an artist. And she goes, really? It's like, well, what do you do? And I pulled up my Instagram, like a douchebag. And I'm like, well, I, I paint a little bit. And she's like, wow, you're an artist. I go, yeah, you know. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. She's like, well, how, how are you going to feel transitioning from art to this? And I go, well, everything's art. Mm-hmm. See, and she goes, explain, and I go, well, there's there's the there's the mathematics of doing it, right? There's like you you have to do this, this has to be done, right, right. But how am I going to translate that for to to get an aesthetic appeal and to get a, a sense of satisfaction within myself? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm always looking for with anything I do. I'm always looking for the satisfaction that I can give myself. Like I did good enough. Like this was, this was, this is the best I can do. Right. Right. And I think, 
art teaches kids that. And that, you know, even adults, it teaches adults that. Because not, not every adult knows that. Right. Like how to give their best and how to, and, and how to look at their best in a way that can be improved upon without shitting on with their last project. Mm-hmm. You know, because how many times does that happen to you when you look at a piece and you go, oh, dude, this is awesome. And then, you know, you put it away or you don't see it for a while. Yeah. And then you look at it and you go, oh, fuck, what is that? You know, does that ever happen to you? Yeah. I mean, like, there's always something you can go back into an art piece. Like, oh, you know, I, I could, like, tweak this or whatever, you know, change up the color. You ever but, do that? I mean, yes, definitely. You know, I've spent many of hours you know, <laughs> reworking an old reworking piece. reworking a piece yeah you know so yeah at some point you just got to go okay that's that's it right there yeah that's done sign it there yeah i, I kind of have a rule that once it's signed it's mm-hmm. done yeah like i don't i don't allow myself the um almost the gluttony of like reworking something mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i feel like i'm just uh, it's just too much at that point, you know, and it's, it's just like, it's, it's vanity and it's like gluttony. What? So when I, when I sign it, I'm saying like, Hey dude, you're, this is, it's like a time capsule at this point. Right. But there's something about it when I don't sign it, like I fucking know, even though I go, Oh, it's done. And I don't mm-hmm. sign it. I'm like, Oh, I'll sign it later. You know what I mean? I'm just going to clean my brushes. The kids are home <laughs> or whatever. And then I go like subconsciously, it's like not done. Or maybe that's just my, my way of going like, oh, it was never really done. Right. Maybe I'm Jedi mind tricking myself. And sometimes if you get like so many hours into the piece, you're just like kind of saturated. You're just like, you can't see it anymore, you know, kind of. Yeah. You have yeah. to step back and like put it away. Don't look at it, you know. Yeah, when you get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So one of the things I wanted to ask, because you're an oil painter, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, seeing your work, it's it's so rich and it's so beautiful. Um, where does your color palette come from? Because your your colors are so, like, hmm. soft. It's like they're shot with a soft lens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it just depends on the... Um, so it depends on what I'm trying to create, you know? I, I try to um, instill whatever it is that... I'm envisioning into that painting, you know, like if it's a, if it's a tractor, then I want it to be like this beefy, rusty, you know, it's been around the block like a hundred times. Right. So I want to instill that flavor into that painting. Yeah. And, and that comes across, right. Cause I, you know, there was just a showing, you guys did a, a second Saturday showing mm-hmm. uh, this, this past weekend. And I'm looking at your art specifically because I knew you were going to be on the pod. And I'm like, like, how do you get that? Because they're definitely beefy. They're yeah. definitely strong. But there's like something elegant that you bring out of it. Hmm. Like, what do you what do you think about the like the the cars or the tractors? Like, how do you how do those make you feel? Because you, you definitely have a feeling behind those things. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's very warm. And it's very soft. 
but it's like they're powerful too. You're it's like a fucking '57 Chevy, like right. the 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 front grill that I bought for my mother in law. Yeah, and like I said, she has it over her. Uh, her door in her room. That's awesome. Dude, she fucking loves it. When she unwrapped it, dude, I, I don't think I got the chance to tell you, dude, but she uh. fucking loved it. She goes, oh my God. She's like, where'd you get this? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I, I met this dude. He's super cool. And he had yeah. it up. And I said, hey, dude, I need to buy that for my mother-in-law. And yeah. he's like, it's yours. Yep. And I was like, okay, dude. And I I, I Venmo'd it. And yeah. that was that. And she fucking adores it, dude. Yeah. But there's there's awesome. something about like capturing strength and elegance in the same thing. Like how... Like growing up, like what did you, what did you think about, like the machinery around you? Because it's like this man-made thing mm-hmm. in a world that's very natural, in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I was lucky enough to you know get to go climb on them and you know explore. They're like a little jungle gym, right? So, yeah. You know when they park them and leave them there in the field, uh, we'll go over there and go hang out and jump around on them and stuff. But, um, you know, it gives you a perspective of, you know, ground zero, right? Looking at and exploring the, the tractor or whatever it is, um, firsthand, right? And not from a photo. So I, I like to take, if I'm going to do a painting of something like a tractor, <clears throat> either go and explore it firsthand and then photograph it on site so that I can see all the different angles and see and pick apart, you know, what's the strength that this tractor that I can bring out in a painting that would make this look, you know, awesome, right? So, you know, just taking the different angles and perspectives and then exploring with the different colors to make it just, you know, pop. Yeah, well, you've you've definitely done that, dude. Because your your art is like very like when I see it, it just reminds me of the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of that like <laughs> old California. Yeah. And when you did that, you know that market that's along the five, with the cow. You oh, did the yeah. the sign. What what yeah. market is that? Because I've been there before. I worked for a oh, moving company. That was and we the, stopped uh, at that market. Milk, milk farm. A milk farm. Yeah. Yeah, I I stopped at that at that at that market that's right there. Oh wow. I stopped there one time just randomly, like my buddy had to take a shit or something. And he was like, he's like, we'll stop right here. I was like, all right. And like, he fucking went in there, blew it up. And I was like, dude, this, this thing's cool. I've never been back since. Yeah. But I pass by it all the time. And I, I just think about how fucking, how it's kind of a, like a time capsule almost. Cause yeah. it's an old timey sign. It's an old farm. You know, those were a dime a dozen back in the day. You go down the five or down the 99, 99 yeah. and it was just, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. You see those little uh, fruit stands on the side of the oh. road. You'd see, you know. and The orange Julius one? Or yeah. the, the orange one, the big orange? Oh, dude, we one. had one of those in San Jose. <laughs> oh, wow. We had cool. one. So, and so people don't realize, but before it was called the Silicon Valley, it was mm-hmm. called the Valley of Nature's Delight. Oh. That's how it was marketed <laughs> because- when the when the settlers came over, mm-hmm. like they they came over and it was just like a natural, fucking like paradise for right. fruit trees. Sure, just fruit trees everywhere. So they're like, oh wow, this is like this is amazing. Like right. they didn't even have to. A lot of those were like planted by nature, and then mm-hmm. like dudes came and said, okay, well then I'm gonna buy this plot and I'm gonna just I'm gonna have these and I'm gonna have those and I'm gonna have less of those. But everything was fucking orchards. I grew up the same way. 
we used to, those orchards like down the street from the house. You know, we used to, it was kind of a trek, but yeah. we could get down there on our bikes and right. fucking go kick the cherry trees. Like after they'd been, um, after they'd been picked already, mm-hmm. you know, there's still some on the, on the tree that, yeah. that ripened later and we'd go kick them and they'd rain <laughs> cherries on us and we'd go back with our shirts and yeah. we'd put them in our, in our, uh, we'd make a little basket with our shirt and fucking load them up yeah. and then we'd go home with cherry stains all over our shirts. Mom's like, what the fuck is that on your shirt? Yeah. Uh, nothing. She's like, uh, or no, I'm like. Uh, shout out to Massimo Legitimo, who's here uh, getting some B-roll for us. Right. My dude. Um, yeah, my mom asked me one time. She goes, she goes, hey, what's that on your shirt? And dude, I didn't, I was too dumb to lie. So I go, oh, it's cherry juice. And she's like, where'd you get cherries? And I was like, uh, <laughs> down the street. And she's like, where? And I was like, uh, the, the orchard. She's like, that orchard's like. 12 blocks away? What the fuck? And I was like, uh, she's like, you can't be going that fucking far. What's wrong with you? I was like, uh, I don't know. But I did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know those summers when uh, you first get your bike mm-hmm. and you're like, you're free. <laughs> you're free. You just ride your bike with your friends. You do dumb shit. Hmm. You know, in San Jose, it was cool. We used to uh, go riding our bikes in the summer and there used to be a lot of dead dogs that would get hit by cars. Oh. Was, and the city didn't used to pick them up because you're in the you're on the east side. I grew up on the east side, mm-hmm. so it's like there's still there's roosters crossing the street, like legit. <laughs> like there's roosters in the street. Sometimes they're dead too, oh. but there'd be like dead dogs in the gutter, and you just kind of. So us, we're like, let's bunny hop it with our bikes. That's I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Oh. So, uh, who missed and hit the? Oh, so here's the story. <laughs> Here's a story. So we see this dog, fucking like a Labrador or something, a big dog. And it's like swollen from the sun, you know, from the heat. Mm-hmm. It's got like ants coming out of his nose and mm-hmm. shit. And he's just there. Big swollen stomach. So, you know, you, you know, the little dips in the driveway yeah. where you drive, you know, where you, you know, the, the little dip in the cement. Right. Where you go in. Well, you know, you, you get a head full of steam and you get a nice little jump off that fucker. <laughs> right. So we're doing that and we're jumping it. And then we're going like, get sideways. Get side so on our bikes, dude. We're like trying to get sideways as much as we can, and fucking my buddy Danny, he's like, we're like get sideways, and I don't know what happened. His peg hit or something, and this dude fucking ate shit, landed on the dog like oh. the Macho Man, and the fucking stomach exploded. It's just full of maggots, dude. And he gets up, he's like, ugh, ugh. and we're like, ugh. dude, the fucking smell, bro, the smell. Like I never forget that shit. And we're like, what the fuck? He's like, uh, uh, gagging. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bro. Oh, well, you know, you, you make the best of it, bro. You make the best of it. So, yeah, dude, but back to... <laughs> oh, fuck, wow. man. So, like, what did you do for fun in series growing up? Well, I was lucky. Uh, we lived right, by the, right on the river. So we had a canoe. And just like your story with the cherries, there was peach orchards right up the road, right? Oh, yeah. So we'd take the canoe and go cruise up and, you know, just walk up there and grab some. And, yeah. Uh, and there was also a, a golf course right on the right on the river. Whoa. So we'd be up there scavenging all these balls that were people shank over the side. <laughs> just get like, you know, a bucket full, right? Just, yeah, and just go fucking around. Yeah. Throwing them at shit. Right. Yeah. And sell them. Yeah. So how did you, 
so you studied art, correct? Did you go to school for art? Uh, I went to school for graphic design. Okay, you went went to school for well, it's that's an art too, but it is an art. Yeah. Okay, so what what was what was the difference between? So were you already painting at the time? Um, not. I wouldn't say I was focusing on painting right at that point. You were just like a doodler and a yeah, drawer. drawing and, a, and other things that, you know, they, they coincide with the graphic design work. So more like sketching and stuff like that. And then you went to, where'd you go for graphic design? Uh, Sac State. Sac State. Mm-hmm. See, I, I heard you mention that the other day. I was like, yeah. hmm, let me see. Yeah. But I didn't want to say it. Like, Sac State, huh? Oh, yeah. And then you're like, no, dude, Davis. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> no, but nice, yeah. dude. So what did you, what surprised you about going to school for graphic design? Like, what, what made you go, oh, shit? Well, you know, I was originally going to be uh, uh, majoring in engineering, but um, doing the studies at Sac City, uh, I was just kind of hitting a wall and um, just took a different path from there and then um, just dug into graphic design from there and um, <clears throat> studied with, you know, all the apps, like all the Adobe stuff, right? So just got head into that and um, transferred to Sac State from there. And what year was this? Oh, shoot. Like. 2002 oh so this is early adobe yeah yeah shit yeah like indesign was like fresh oh dude you know i learned quark which was the other the big yeah the big guy on the on the market they were like yeah illustrator came shortly after yeah illustrator was still there it was new illustrator and uh photoshop yeah yeah remember the the shitty lasso that you could never, <laughs> you know, you, you fucking, the because when we were in prison, we got, we ended up getting that, it was yeah. a graphic design class, uh-huh. and we were like learning some of that stuff, but the computers we had were like fucking too old to run some of the programs, yeah. so they were, they were always glitching, and they were, you know, they were so difficult to maneuver, because you got, you know, the lasso, you have to get your pointer, yeah. and like each like spot, you had to like manually connect to make it curve like mm-hmm. it wouldn't just it wouldn't curve around something naturally you it would be like a fucked up curve and you had to like keep clicking keep clicking keep mm-hmm. clicking keep clicking keep clicking yeah. take you like 20 minutes to cut out a fucking circle and you're like <laughs> fuck dude and then if you don't hit save oh, and yeah. that fucking thing goes out boop, gone yeah all your work and i remember my teacher uh uh what's his name he was the nicest guy man nicest guy he 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 walk by throughout the throughout the class and be like, make sure you hit save every five minutes. Yeah. Hit save, and he walk through and be like, oh yeah 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 for sure. I didn't fucking hit save. Bro. <laughs> I lost so much shit, dude. Yeah, so much shit. But so you're going through the graphic design school, and you go through and what what was your end goal with that? What did what did you hope to achieve with that? Uh, well, some sort of graphic design job from you know based on that. Um, but I mean, like throughout the progress or the process, I'm taking studio classes and other art classes, you know, along the way. So I'm doing like a drawing class, I have a studio art class, you know, so all these other classes that are combined to 
like round you out. Right. So to, to fill out the program. Right. Oh, dude, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So along the way, did you pick up painting then? Um, I, I was definitely using paints and pastel, pastel chalks. Nice, dude. Yeah. I have a big piece at home that I did from uh, my studio class at Sac State. It's like five feet wide. Holy yeah, shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you got a couple of big pieces out there. Mm -hmm. Like I saw that, that giant tractor piece that you have at the studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I love that thing. I got that and the uh, uh, the big train that's on the metal board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And, and again, thank you for the... Uh, the, the collab piece that you did with Michelle. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Michelle Dahl Art. Yeah. Dude, I, I I went back today because mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I, I must have seen that piece before. And, <laughs> I, and I, I'm like, I know it's an older piece. And I looked it up and it was from July of 2021. And I'm like, why did that piece wow. not sell? Yeah. Right? Why, why didn't it sell? And then I was talking to you about it and I said, oh, because it's mine. Because <laughs> it's supposed to, it's yeah. mine, right? You, you had to visit and... And dude, as soon as yours. I saw it, I go, oh, I need to buy that. Yeah. I'm like, I, I need I need that. And you're like, really? I go, yeah, dude, I fucking, I need that. I, I'll, I'll buy it. I get paid Friday. I'll, let's go. And yeah. uh, I told my wife and she's like, oh, dude, that's so cool. I go, dude, look, Mando in the little bubble. Like, it's so cool. And I, I love the, the, the train series that you did. Yeah. How many collabs did you do in all with that? Because I, I counted three or four. Uh, just the trains, you mean? Yeah, the just the train stuff? collabs that you did with other artists. I think they're about a, hmm, probably like ten. Really? Yeah, dude. Because it's I'd such have a to recount them all, but there was a quite it, a few artists. It's, dude, it's such a great idea because yeah. the you know historically trains have been canvases mm -hmm. for rogue artists, right? Right. And when when I saw those, and I and, and I remember seeing them before. But it just never struck me the way it did when, A, when I saw it in real life. Yeah. Excuse me. Or B, when I went through your Instagram to, like, you know, do some recon. Like, okay, I want to ask you some questions about it. Yeah. Right. And then I started seeing, like, a collab with, a collab with. So you did one with Raul, Soy Tiger. Yep. You did one with Detail. Detail. The, yep. the Boba Fett piece. Mm -hmm. You did one with uh, another gentleman. I, I can't recall his name. I had it written down. But I lost my black book. So easy. Um, I can't remember. It was like a tag piece. Oh yeah, there's there's a tag piece that I yeah. saw over the weekend. But there, there was another one. Oh, Emmers. Emmers had one. Yeah, too. Emmers had one, and there was another one that I had written down, but it's it's lost at this point. <laughs> but dude, what what brought that about? Because that's such an interesting idea. Yeah. So I wanted to. Um, bring more artists into like have a have a show that could showcase lots of different artists so it kind of unites everyone to one like so everybody's got a train car right but they all have different styles so why not have a show that showcases all their work and the uniting factor is just the train car it's brilliant dude because it's like it's a, it's like a canvas on a canvas. Right. Yeah. That's such a great idea, dude. It's so meta. You know what I mean? 
it's like a show about a show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking weird. Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a show about a show. <laughs> yes. But, so the idea was to to try to expand the the network that the art studio had. Like, you know, everybody has their own audience, right? So why not multiply that by X amount of artists, right? So everybody, every artist has their own followers. So if you multiply that by, what, 10? So the 10 artists, they're, they're, their followers. their followers, they all come together, boom, right? This big show. No, I, I, I think that's brilliant because that's, that's basically um, the premise behind this podcast. Right. So, you know, your favorite cousin is going to listen to this podcast, you know, and my last guest's favorite aunt is going to listen to the podcast. Uh And, you know, it's it like it's it's a whole thing. So it it just grows naturally Uh because now people are people are tuning in for, you know, they're, they're showing up to the art studio for their favorite artist or their you know if it's their nephew or their son or whoever it might be that they care about or just a random just a random follower that's like oh dude i love that artist that artist is so sick and then they come across your art and they're like oh dude right kevin's fucking sick dude like that's i think that's one thing in sacramento that you know massimo was just here and Mm -hmm. he lives in la and he was saying that that's a thing here that's like kind of unique to here because in, in LA, it's not really like that. Like, it's it's very me-centric, hmm. right? Whereas here, we're always trying to, like, build our friends up with us, right? And, yeah. and I think we just naturally kind of do that as a community. Hmm. I think there's, I think Sacramento has built itself up to do that by doing that. Right. You know? And it's, and it's really cool, man. Like, we're... Where did you get your first break, like as an artist? Like, where did you first show? Like, where did who who told you, like, hey kid, you got talent? Like, what, how did you how did that come about? Yeah, so um, actually, the the guy that cuts my hair, he he had he was uh, had a spot down at Spanish Fly. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's like, why don't you uh, put together enough pieces to show? I'm like, finally one day, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Right. So I, I pitched the idea and the owner's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Shannon? Yeah, Shannon. Yeah, she's so sweet, dude. Yeah, she's all cool. Yeah. She has one. Uh, I did a uh, piece for her. So she has one of my Whoa. originals. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I've been meaning to have her on because I've talked to her before. She's like, she's super nice, man. Yeah. She's like a total sweetheart. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's like, hi, I'm Shannon. She's like, I'm the owner. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, nice to meet you, man. Yeah. I said, you got a great spot here. And she's like, oh, thanks. It's like, oh, your art's really cool. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. It's like total down to earth. Totally. Yeah, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. So they had this event called the Fly Fest, which was like they had music and they had like a runway, a runway show with the models and everything. Whoa. Yeah. And so this was all going on at the Spanish Fly, right? So they built a like runway, like everything. And at that one of those um, events, my artwork was up during that time. So that's that's what started it off, you know? So you got a big break uh-huh. during that. Yeah. And was that like during the second Saturday or something? Uh, yeah, it was when second Saturday was really jamming. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. When was that? Like 2015, 16? It was like 13. 13? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be, it used to pop, dude. When I mm-hmm. first came here in like 2015, like second Saturday, everybody was out. Yeah, there was a lot more galleries down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of those galleries, honestly, bro, <laughs> like you'd get like a, like, could I help you? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Can I help you? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, man, I'm just like checking out the art. This is really cool. Oh, okay. Anything, uh, like, motherfucker? Like, like trying to get me to leave. Like, there was like, like, I know you don't have money, leave. Mm-hmm. I kind of got that vibe, and I'm like, bitch. I'm like, all right. And, Big surprise, they're not there anymore. Yeah. You know, the the cool people stayed mm-hmm. and the fucking douchebags had to leave. Because there's a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, there was also a lot of cool people, like, just trying to, like, pull themselves up. Like, doing, there used to be, do you remember when they used to do, like, porch concerts? Yeah, they still do that. Porch Fest. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, even before... Like, uh, not even portraits, just on a second Saturday, they'd just be out, like, in a garage. Oh, yeah. Like, just, just hanging like, out. Yeah, just playing. Live music, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really cool. Uh-huh. I wonder what happened, like... I don't know. It just, like, vanished. So, I, you know, over on, what, on K Street, that liquor store? Remember that guy got stabbed out yeah. there? Yeah, you know, you know, fucking tragedy, man. But they kind of used that to, like, crack down on second Saturday and, like, make it seem like second Saturday was dangerous or something. Hmm. And I think COVID was kind of the nail in the coffin. Yeah. They're kind of just like, well, and they're trying to bring Second Saturday back. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been out much because, you know, I got fucking, you were at the last art show when I brought my kids. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I was there all of what, 10 minutes? <laughs> oh my God. But, you know, e- even that, dude, like um, taking kids to, to art shows, mm-hmm. like taking kids, like all, all that, that's the next generation that's coming up. Right. Like I, I when when my kids are driving me nuts and running down the street in the rain, <laughs> I, I think about that. I'm like, this yeah. is this is somewhere where this is this is sinking into their lives somehow. Yeah, you know. And I think about people like you who've kind of paved the way, you know, because 2013 is fucking ten years ago. Yeah, it was past. Yeah, dude, it's ten mm-hmm. years ago. So, you know these 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 breaks that you get, like they're enriching other people's lives too. You know, it's not just like you and your friends having a good time or you and fuck our friends. Right. You know what I mean? It's not just the gang having a good time when people show up, dude, like there's, there's something that your art brings to them and specifically your art. It's it's very bright, very like, like I said, it's very rich and I'm trying to like kind of get to, where like what was your what was your home life like because there's there's something very like giving about what you do hmm. like on a canvas you know these heavy impasto strokes mm-hmm. this uh what did you use on what was it a trout what, uh, a palette knife yeah the palette knife that big ass palette knife <laughs> you could fucking lay bricks with that thing <laughs> but it, it it adds to like this very rich it's almost like it's like you know when you look at a Persian rug with like a million knots per fucking right. square inch? Yeah. It's kind of something like that, dude. Yeah, definitely. Like what do you what do you think that like like that kind of technique, that kind of richness comes from? Because they don't teach that shit in school. Otherwise everyone would be doing it. You know, actually the 
it just comes from studying art, looking at art, going to galleries, and looking at things at, at a close-up perspective, and and then trying to like see, okay, well, that's how Van Gogh did that with all those strokes like that, right? So, and you look at it really close, and not get in trouble because you're too close. <laughs> when they say, "Sir, <laughs> back, excuse me, can you move back?" Okay, Sir, excuse sure. me. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, looking at things at different uh, perspectives and then um, scale, right? So, like, really close, move back further, further, and then see when it, when it clicks, right? When that, when that painting comes into focus and locks in, you know, then you know that's, like, that's their style, right? Because everybody has a different perspective, you know, and a different scale as to how far it takes for you to see something. I mean, it could be really graphic, like two colors, like hard lines, you know. You can see that from far away, right? Or maybe it's like something that's got like scrapes and like nicks and like all these different textures and drips and stuff. And then you jump in, like look really close and you see all that. And then you back up at a certain level, it all comes into focus, you know? Yeah, dude. That's, that's the power. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like a throw point, right? Yeah. It's like when you, like a, like a, it's like a punch, uh-huh. right? When you get to the end of the, of your punch, like that's where your power is, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like knowing, knowing your distance in a punch, you know? And yeah. I think, I think you're right. Like that throw point is different for everybody. Definitely. Like some people got to step back. Mm-hmm. Some people got to step in, you know. If you got a see, long arm, you know. Yeah, the minutia of a painting. Like some some people are super technical, mm-hmm. and you want to see like every little squiggle, but you got to get super close to right to appreciate it. And then there's some where, like with you, like there's there's different. When I was looking at your work, there's like different points that I that I'd look at. Like some, like kind of a few feet away you kind of see everything kind of blend together. Like mm-hmm. there's an optical thing mm-hmm. because you, you do like a lot of short strokes mm-hmm. sometimes, a lot of short strokes that yeah. kind of lay next to each other and on top of each other. And then there'll be other parts of the painting where there's these long strokes and it's like, but there's these different colors within the long strokes. Right. And I'm like, Holy shit, dude, yeah. that's fucking cool. So like you appreciate different parts of it depending on where you sit or where you stand, like looking at this stuff. It's really cool shit, man. Thanks. It's fucking high level. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, I've seen that they found something that works for them. Yeah. And they do that. And there's not a lot of, I, I think the, the worst thing, and, and this is this is for a lot of disciplines, the worst thing that can happen is a lot of praise early on. Because then you're like, ah, I'm on the right track. Right. Ah, I'll do more of this. Yeah. Then you, you kind of limit your explorations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I when I look at your paintings, I can see there's so much, um, there's so much influence that I can't like nail it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know when you see somebody's painting, you're like, oh, that's like I I know who you who you like. Like when yeah. you hear somebody play a song, and you're like, oh, I know who you listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I, I get it. You're kind of like this. 
but your stuff's kind of like it's it's very California mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways. Like I said, it's very Central Valley. Only because I used to uh, I used to travel up and down the Central Valley. As a side note, I used to travel up and down the Central Valley with my grandfather, who was uh, part of an underground cockfighting ring. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't fucking know this going up. You know, he, I just know that if I go with him, he'll buy me a Burger King chicken sandwich on the way home. <laughs> And while we're there, and while we're there, we'll buy tamales from the tamale lady. You know what I mean? And there's like Filipinos and Vietnamese and there's Cubans and there's a bunch of Mexicans. And, you know, there's some ladies selling tamales, burritos and all this stuff. It's crazy. And it's in a barn and there's like a pit and there's bleachers. It's fucking, it was a whole thing, dude, in the 80s and 90s. Now they kind of crack down on it. Yeah. It's fucking pita, you know. Well, yeah, you put a knife on a. On the back of a. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the back rooster. of a rooster. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. But in those days, dudes are like, fuck it. There's a lot of money in that shit. Yeah. A lot of money. Like, huh. I didn't know this, but like my grandpa used to get um like these booklets. They're kind of like sendaways. Mm-hmm. So you kind of send away for um it's like a black and white booklet. You send away for these birds. Oh, wow. Right? And and the bird, like It'll be like this is the bird. This is his. This is his bloodline, and this is what his. This is what he's wow. won. Like this is what his. This is uh, his genealogy, like going back a, a couple of generations, mm-hmm. like a few generations, and these are the things they've won. Wow. So they come from that stock. Mm-hmm. So you want a bird like that, and then I see it, and I didn't realize this till I was like older. I found it later, like after my grandpa had died, dude. In the eighties, these fucking birds were going for like thirty five hundred dollars for a stud. Damn. If he's got a name and he's got a fucking bloodline, dude, $3,500 in the 80s. And these dudes, would they'd have the Copper State Derby. and It was in Arizona. And my grandpa would go. Um, every year he'd get an invitation because he would win the regionals. Dude, it's super fucking illegal. But wow. I don't know. I'm just along. We got fucking roosters in the back. We're fucking... Uh, like we say, Popito. That's what we call my grandpa. Popito. Yeah. Um, the Burger King and he'd be like yeah and he'd get us the chicken sandwiches or he'd get us the uh, the snowball the Twinkie snowballs <laughs> right and we'd be driving up and down huh. fucking through Modesto right Stockton like yeah, through out here through Sacramento up to Yuba City and you know we didn't think anything of it but it, it it's we'd stop at the fruit stands all that stuff mm-hmm. so this is how like when I see your art it reminds me of that mm. because yeah. it was always like this this bright thing. Yeah. You know, it was always, I felt like it was always sunny when we were going on these trips and we're always like going through all these trees and we're seeing all these tractors and we're seeing right a lot of that stuff, like junked cars. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of junk cars <laughs> by a fucking, like a, by a barn. There was a lot of that shit in the eighties. Yeah. And it's like your, your work kind of captures that for me, dude. Hmm. It's really fucking cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, you know, speaking of your kids, the the Tonka series was like my way of giving back to the, you know, that was like my series for the kids, you know. Nice, dude. Yeah. Like Wu-Tang, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. For the children. That's, that's it. I even made coloring books for them. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Dude, that's super cool. I got to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, totally. Yeah, dude. When you pick up the painting, I'll give you one. Oh yeah. So so look, we're we're in the Star Wars chat, dude. <laughs> yeah. In the Star Wars. Things are gonna get real nerdy real quick, guys. Uh oh. So like what are what are your thoughts on where Star Wars is now and where 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 do you hope it's gonna go? Well, I really liked the 
the Boba Fett series. That was really good. And Mandalorian's still going, so, you know. Season three drops in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. No, I think next next month. Is it next month? Yeah. Have you been watching The Bad Batch? I haven't jumped into that just because it's like animated. Dude, the animated stuff is probably the best stuff. Really? Dude, have you seen huh. Clone Wars? Have you watched no, Clone Wars all the way through? I haven't seen Clone Wars. Dude, look. Okay. <laughs> like the, there's there's this thing that happens and this is this is the art in it, right? There's an art to making you, like, you you know, if you're watching Clone Wars, you're probably a fucking diehard Star Wars fan anyway, right? Right. And you're looking for, like, the, the meat and potatoes character. You want some kind of Skywalker, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's Anakin or Luke. Uh, you want Obi-Wan, right? You want, like, these familiar characters, Yoda, whatever. And you, have, you already have a connection with them, right? In your, in your mind, in your childhood, and whatever, you yeah. know, part of your life. Star Wars is part of the American lexicon. But when they fucking come out with these clones, dude, and you're like, it's like, okay, these clones here, they're all the same, but they start telling these different clones stories, and they're creating these storylines, and they make you care about these tertiary characters. They're not even in every episode. They're in like every two episodes, every three episodes, a certain clone, and they do certain things, and they do certain shit that makes you care about them, and that motherfucker gets whacked. You're like, (laughs) what the fuck, dude? And it's just like heart wrenching, dude. You're like, oh, this is my guy. Oh man, bro. Okay, I gotta go watch it's, it. Now. It's brilliant. The the first like the first season is kind of kid friendly, and then shit starts getting dark. And by the end, it's like by season seven, you're like, holy shit, mm. I need a drink. Like that shit got <laughs> heavy, fast, bro. Huh. And it, and it's all it's all canon. So it it's meant it's written to fill in the gaps in the movies yeah. and to build this web between the movies and the series. Huh. So it's all interconnected. Okay. It's brilliant, dude. Brilliant, brilliant shit. And I'm like, whoa. Well, I've been missing out, I guess. You've been missing out, bro. <laughs> but it's not too late. You can yep. you can catch up. And right. That's, dude, you know, I'm always dropping shit in the group chat. <laughs> it's always, yeah. dude. Always. And I, I swear, dude, I'll be like at work with my boss, like driving from one spot to a next, and I'll like open up the the chat, and somebody will post some shit. And I'll be like, "Ooh, that hurts." <laughs> I love it, dude. I yeah. love that shit. So we're talking about maybe having a watch party too. Oh, for the new series? Yeah, for um, for I think for well, we're talking about the acolyte in particular, which would like talk about Palpatine's rise. Mm, okay, like how he became a Sith. Like mm-hmm. how he was drawn in. It's supposed to be really fucking good. When's that come out? Um, I think it's I think I think they're gonna drop it like at the end of this year. Okay. But there's so much other shit. Like the Ahsoka series is coming out too. Hmm. And that's gonna be like in the middle of the year. Okay. And Mando, dude, I don't know why we don't fucking let's get together. I got a garage, bro. All right. Got a garage. You know what I mean? We could all just get together. Put on the calendar, man. Put on the calendar. Like we, we got to drop it in the chat. You know, we'll get some beer. Yep. We'll fucking. I think it comes on like they usually air at midnight on the East Coast, so it's like nine o'clock here. So on Sunday, I I don't know when it would be dropping. Hmm. And so right now the the Bad Batch drops drops on Wednesday nights at nine o'clock. But I'm fucking old and I got kids, so I'm asleep by like. 8.30, bro. They're asleep. I'm asleep. I'm like, fuck it. You guys are asleep? 
I'm asleep because you guys are going to wake up early as shit. So, so it'll have to be in the daytime, like Sunday, Saturday. It, I don't know, but you don't want to catch like spoilers, dude, online. No, like no. that's the worst. And then when yeah. somebody drops something in the group chat, you're like, what the fuck is that? Like I avoid that shit. Like I, I, I avoid the chat. If I don't miss, if I don't watch an episode of something, I avoid the chat. But, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. I agree. You got to keep up with it, you know, maybe like do it the same week or like the weekend. Yeah, we'll get the crew together. We'll get Emery. We'll, 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 uh, because Emery lives like fucking six blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. Ten. No, that's a fucking over, that's an overstatement, but maybe 10 blocks. Okay. 10 city blocks from my house. It's not far at all. Like if, in a pinch, I could stumble home. <laughs> like I've said it before, in a pinch, I could stumble home. So Or bike. Or bike. Yeah. yeah you get a DUI on a fucking bike, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely get yeah. it for, you know, a public service announcement. <laughs> you could get a, on anything that moves, a skateboard, yeah. a fucking bike, any of that shit. Right. Uh, a riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, dude, you can get a DUI on that shit. Yeah, and that shit goes against your driver's license. Yeah. What? Crazy. Yeah, that shit's crazy. <laughs> okay. So when did you know that it was like that you had to like double down on your painting? Because you went to school for graphic design, you did all that stuff. And all that stuff's, you know, like applauded by everybody, like, oh, you're going to school. That's awesome. Right. You're doing this, gonna be a graphic designer. That's great. You're gonna get a great job. And then you're going like, but I want to paint. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I think I got the paint bug after uh that first series. So the first show, like in 2013. So after that, I was like, oil, let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what, yeah. What is it about oil specifically? Because I've never painted with oil. So I, 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 I kind of equate oil to like uh, clay, right? Because you can move it around and it's very dimensional. You can like build it up, you know, and just play with it or just like, because it has a long span for drying out. So like you could come back in a day or so. And it's still and, a little, you can work it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can still like mess with it or, uh, you know, tear it apart and you know, add into it, or if you had your palette knife, you could, you know, tear, you know, a chunk off that you don't like, right? You just like shred stuff off. So it's very malleable. Whereas like acrylic is like, oh, your 15 minutes are done. Sorry. Freeze. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking to expand into oil, but I just haven't, you know, I just haven't had the time to really devote to it because it's there's a huge learning curve. Oh, I wouldn't say so. Well, in order to go from one discipline to another, you're going to suck at the beginning. It's just like riding a bike. Yeah, but you've got to get on the bike to ride it. Correct. But if you don't have anywhere to ride the bike, if you fucking if you live, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you don't, there's nowhere to ride. It's like, well, ah, shit. Okay. You better go to the park. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the thing. I need to get to the park so I can. Yeah. Come down know. to the studio. And okay. uh, Emery was telling me that there there might be 
a spot opening up. Ooh. You know, maybe he didn't know. He's like, hey, dude, if something comes up, he's like, I'll let you know. He's like, I don't know. And he was just letting me know, like, there hey, if something does come up, would you be into it? And I'm like, maybe. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say yes. So I said yes. That's He's a like, good answer. Yeah. 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 So I, I said yes, like with a question mark. I'm like, yes? You know, I'm too dumb to say no. So I'll just say yes. But it's so hard because I can't leave my wife with the kids by herself, you know. You know, I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Those fucking dudes are wild, bro. So I got to, you know, I got to pitch big, in. Big space, you know. Like yeah, but those, those dudes, uh, Terry's stuff. All the stuff, the, all the 3D art that he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, they loved it. They were trying to pull buttons off and a fucking matchbook. I'm like, hey, dude, hey, hey, hey. All this shit's glued to the wall, and these guys are trying to fucking chew the fucking pack of gum that's glued. I'm like, hey, dude, get the fuck out of here. But they're, you know, they're, they're little terrorists, dude. Mm-hmm. So we, between my wife and I and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, you know, we, we try to... Uh, what what is the what is the term that they use? Oh, we try to socialize them, like like rescue puppies. Yeah, we're trying to fucking socialize them little by little. We need to take them in a kennel and introduce them <laughs> the, to the, like the dog park, right? Yeah, we just need to put them in a little kennel and like fucking drop them in the middle of it and let all the artists walk around them so they could smell them, and then you know take them out on a leash and be like, hi, hi, no, no, we don't grab that. But well, I take, guess that's frowned upon. Take them to the Crocker. They have uh, events there for kids. We've gone, but there's, they're just too little. Oh. They're just too little, man. Oh. You know, and, and I don't want them to grow up. You know what I mean? I, I fucking, I like that they're wild and free and they don't worry about what I think. You know, it drives me nuts too. But at the same time, it's like once that's gone, it's fucking gone, dude. Mm-hmm. Like worry about what I think later. Like just, like right now, I'm, I'm so focused because my son's, my oldest son's about to turn five. And... I'm realizing that he's like, he's turning into a, he's, he's becoming a little boy. You know, he's not my baby anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause now he has his own ideas. He's playing the piano. Oh, cool. And he's fucking good, dude. He can read music. Like he's, he, he can read all the whole notes. So he's going to be learning the, the half notes later, you know, like the flats and the sharps and all that shit. But for now, he's like, he's playing like song, dun, 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 like that song. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, what? And he's playing like Ode to Joy, bro. Wow. Fucking Beethoven. Dun, 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 dun. Dude, that, that sounds amazing, right? Till it's fucking 547 in the morning. This <laughs> dude's going, dun, dun, dun. you are like, hey, dude, if you don't get your little ass to sleep right now, I'm going to fuck you up. But instead, you just go, yeah, yeah, buddy, that's that sounds great. That sounds great. It's fucking, oh my god, you know, fuck, dude, it's crazy. But you know, me and my wife were we're very we're very pro art and we're very proactive in encourage encouraging them to paint and to draw and to explore music mm-hmm. and to explore like wrestling, like all these things that are that involve intangibles. I think it's all the same shit. Collage work is cool too. Oh, dude, I fucking love collage. Um, I had um Jill, you know Jill from Studio Ten. Mm-hmm. Jill Lansing. No, doesn't sound familiar. I think her last name is Lansing. <clears throat> but anyway, Jill from the Studio Ten. Uh, 
I had her on. Oh, you need a refill? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, if you uh, Mario. Mario's a gracious host, bro. Mario's on. Thank you, Mario. You're the best, bro. Um, it's uh, you know, she does beautiful collage work, bro. Beautiful collage work. It's like, um, there's there's some people who do shit at a at a at a level that's like jazz. Oh yeah. But they 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 understand enough about form and color and shape. And contrast that they don't have to think about it anymore. They just fucking do it. And I think uh, she's that way. And, and what was the gal's name? The 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 gal from the studio. The older gal at your studio. Oh, you're talking about Lori. Lori. Yeah. Dude, I need to have her on the podcast, dude. Didn't she say she was gonna? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I said, hey, do you have an Instagram? And she's like, I don't do Instagram. She's so sweet, bro. <laughs> she's such a sweet gal. And I go, I go. I go, you don't have an Instagram? And she's like, no. I go, well, because uh, usually I DM people, but I can email you. She goes, no, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna download Instagram. She's like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, yeah, do it. I said, and I'm going to send you a message, and I'm going to ask you if you're available to be on the podcast because yeah. your art is so cool. And again, dude, it's like, it's like jazz. It's like she knows so much about the instrument that she could just play with it. She knows the rules. And she's like, she breaks them to for, for cool effect. Like the way she did like those people, you know, she did like a, like she's been doing a series of cityscapes mm -hmm. and like the people are the city and the city is the people. Hmm. Like depending on, on who you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. Mario, I, I thought of you, the, that people are the city, you know, it's the, it's the tag, you know, people make the city yeah. and it's literally a city made with the people and the people it's it's just it's so cool like that it's just outlines of people mm -hmm. generally and they're they're placed in a in a way that it's like they're their own building right it's so cool dude yeah. i was like what the fuck and she's like yeah well you know i was just playing around with it <laughs> you know i was just like the sweetest lady dude and i was like holy crap dude like huh. you you got to come on she's like well I don't know like oh I was like oh my god you please like I I love that I love the purity of of work like that that you know that being in a collective like you're in like allows and it encourages like that like those ideas to just transfer from you to them from them to you sure and you know you kind of process that through your style and th and that's what I like about having artist friends, anyways. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna rip you off somehow, and not even know it. I'm definitely gonna do it. Like when it, whenever I see somebody's art that I really like, somewhere somehow down the way, I'm gonna fucking rip them off, because that's what we do. That we 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 interpret art. Like somebody posted some stuff that Picasso did. Yeah. And they they showed like these old African masks huh. and these old African like uh potteries and all, all this stuff mm -hmm. and he he definitely was influenced by the stuff oh yeah definitely you know but but most people don't know that because a lot of it's so subtle mm. you know that unless you're looking for that you know you don't you don't know but for picasso it was like he had already ingested all of western art right. you know he had to that point he had ingested all of the greats so he's just he realized really early on 
like that he could paint like the masters at like nine years old. Yeah. You see the fucking paintings he was doing. Yeah, his realism. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. So he was like so bored with that that he just he he took that and said, I don't need that. And I'm sure he used some of that for just to break rules later on, but all the other stuff that he ingested, like um like Mesopotamian art. African art, like all this stuff from like the old world. He really wanted to key in on that because it was, it was something that wasn't pretentious. It was like people were creating this stuff to, to express themselves. Like that was the height of their art language. Right. He, he created his own art vocabulary. Yeah, he, he, he did. And, and people say, oh, well he ripped off this and he ripped off that. It's like, Hey, All the greats rip off everybody, but they just do it in a way that's 100% them. So when you see them, when you see their art, you know it's them. Exactly. Even though you can say like, oh, well, he ripped off this person or he ripped off off that person. It's like, hey, you know, what is that fucking Phoenician influence? Like, like, yeah, he ripped off the Phoenicians too. Like, and from all accounts, like fucking Picasso was a fucking asshole. Like from all the books that I've read about him, he's a fucking douchebag. But you, one thing you can't do is call him a liar. Like he 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 gives credit where credits due. Yeah, he'll tell you who he ripped off and like who inspired him, all that stuff. And you know he talks shit along the way. Sure, but like I think being influenced, like th- there was no internet back then. Like you had to dig into a book or you had to go to. Uh, a gallery. A gallery in another yeah. country. Because mm-hmm. they didn't ha- even have that shit around. Right. That's fucking crazy, dude. Well, and for him to see all that tribal stuff, he probably went to like Africa or somewhere. Yeah, know, dude. Just to- or the British Museum of Fine Arts or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Because those have- fuckers ripped off, literally ripped off everybody. <laughs> they have everything. Yeah. They, <laughs> like those dudes like, what? What the fuck do you have here? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is a fucking Greek panel from, uh, <laughs> you know, 1000 AD. Like... Why the fuck is it in yeah. Britain? Like, well, you know, you know how we do, mm-hmm. mate. <laughs> they just fucking rip shit off the wall and put in a fucking on another wall, <laughs> halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. But I think, I, I think like your studio mates are so cool, dude. I think your studio mates are so cool, and I think that you guys are so lucky to have each other to to bounce things off of. Yeah, without yeah. even realizing you're doing it. Yeah, everybody has their own um, different uh, vocabulary for their artwork. You know, when I'm saying vocabulary, I'm like, that is, when you look at their artwork, that is how they interpret what their painting is. So, like, Pam is like panels of color, whereas Michelle is like realistic, you know, people, portrait, portrait kind of work. Emery is kind of illustrative, kind of pop color kind of artwork. Terry is like really pop, like high contrast colors. <laughs> like Terry's stuff is crazy, dude. I need to have him on the podcast too. <laughs> it's like fire, right? It's like yeah, wow. dude. It's <laughs> it's like it, you know how sometimes when it's cold, <laughs> you like walk past the heater and the heater's just right. Yeah. And then you walk past another heater and you're like, holy shit, that fucking shit's hot, dude. <laughs> and you got to back up a little bit to, to fucking, to really 
like get the the maximum from it. Mm. Like that's what I feel like Terry shit is, dude. It's it's like it's all it, max. it burns. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, it's at ten. Yeah, his shit's at ten. Dude, I love that, dude. Yeah, because nobody taught him that. No. And yeah. I, I've been telling people lately that like my like the the art that I really love is very intuitive. It's like there's something like inner childlike, even with yours, mm-hmm. because those colors, all that stuff you do, like that's that's very intuitive. Like that's something that like is is deep down, deep seated. It reminds me of my youth, mm-hmm. and we're around the same age. I'm 42, 47. Okay, yeah. so we're we're in that we're in that range. The yeah. fucking you know the the rusty pickup truck yep, era definitely. you know yeah my dad had a uh ford pickup so. oh my grandpa had a ford pickup <laughs> fucking steel doors that would cut your hand <laughs> you know what i mean yeah rusty as shit yeah yeah for real so it, it there's there's something about that that's like i said there's it, it reminds me of my childhood so i'm sure there's it's your childhood coming out which is why i was kind of like asking you about those questions growing up because it, yeah. it reminded me so much of growing up myself but like Terry's stuff is just so like him you know what I mean it's yeah. just it's just fucking him definitely like when you talk to him and he goes yeah that's my art I go of course it is <laughs> you know what I mean it's like of course it is dude <laughs> like he's got the little fedora on the little, you know what I mean he's he's just like he's just his own little character dude yeah I, like whenever I see that dude, I'm always like, "Hey, I gotta go say hi to him. He's fucking cool, man." So I gotta have that guy on he too. Needs, he needs his own little vinyl doll, right? Dude, that would be perfect, man. He's he's like a, I don't know, man. There's some people you meet, they're just like 100 original them. Yeah, and he's one of those guys. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. The um, like I said my kids love his art. Yeah, they want to pull all that shit off because for for those who haven't seen it, dude. Terry, Terry, what is it? Chun? Chun. Yeah, Terry Chun. Chun. His uh his art has like real feathers, like real wings. Mm-hmm. It's like a bird painted, but the wings are like actual feathers that are coming off. Like not just like a little bit, but like they're like full wings. <laughs> it's really cool, dude. It's really cool. And uh, like I said, my kids are super drawn to it. Yeah. Yeah, they want to pull that shit right off. I can't wait to read his book. Yeah, he's reading. He's writing a book, right? Yeah, based on all these monsters that he's creating. All uh, are are the monsters from like D and D? No, they're just just crazy monsters. He's like mashing up like different, like, uh, you know, like uh, different animals, basically like like his paintings. Yeah, they're putting like different animals together and their characteristics. That's what he's putting onto the canvas. So you see, like. What's that one like a walrus nose or something? And it was like an octopus a, and a with pug like, or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. crazy. Yeah, dude, <laughs> his stuff is so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's original. And, and, yeah, original, and and that's the thing, like, um, like that kind of originality. I think emboldens me to take risk. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I see that kind of stuff, I'm like. Because it lands, it's like it's so far out, but it 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 lands with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I fucking like that. That's some wild ass shit. Hey, bro, what are you smoking? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what what's going on here? But like for me, like when I when I take in art, when I when I look at something, you know, I I try to think like, how is this affecting me? 
you know, because everything does, everything we see, everything we do, it has like a slight effect. It's like these little, it's almost like pointillism. Mm-hmm. You know, these little things that we take in, hmm. they're, they're like these little points and they, they color our world or how we see the world. Right. And as artists, you know, we're, we're recreating our world through art, right? Through, through our perspective. Through our perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and what gives us, what I think anyways, what gives us our perspective is our interaction with the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the way that we interact with the world, the things that we interact with, is building this lens that we see the world through. So when I see like some wild shit like that, like that, that Terry does, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, that's fucking cool, man. Like there's a barber chair mm-hmm. and just decked out with all this stuff and all these yeah. sayings and all this. I'm like, what? And, and dude, first things my kids run for was that and the blown glass. Sure. Right. <laughs> In the other room. I forget the artist. That was Eli's. Oh, stuff. dude. I'm like, of course. Huh. Of course you go <laughs> for that kind of stuff. But you know, my kids are drawn to it. And that's, whenever my kids are drawn to something, I'm like, what is it about this that's calling you? Mm-hmm. Because it's probably calling to a part of me too. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucking uh, developmentally delayed. And I'm just fucking, <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, let's just go with what the kids are going with. Are you, are you exploring, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially can't, since I can't really, I don't have the freedom to paint freely because my kids always want to help me sure quote unquote help me (laughs) and i kind of let them help me today when we were shooting for the um with massimo he's like hey can i get you painting i was like all right and my kids are like i want to paint i want to paint i was like so i let them work on the piece that i'm currently working on with me and they just kind of threw paint everywhere but they they took they they took my um my direction i said hey you could paint here and you can paint here, but you can't paint on here, okay? And they're like, okay. And they fucking did. And they painted right there. And I, I gave them the right colors, like certain colors to use. And that, so there was enough contrast for them to see what they're painting. But enough for me to be able to blend in later. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But there's there's like this, this thing that that I see kids have that somehow like us adults lose. And I see it in my kids and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, like you don't care what I think about your painting. Even though you ask, like, do you like it? Like you don't really care. You like it. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's what I need. So when I see like art like Terry's, it's just like off the wall, dude. Yeah. I'm like, I need more of that. You know, and, and I think that's why I told Emery too when he said, hey, do you, would you be interested? I was like, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, even even if I can't really get there very often, it would still be cool because, you know, when I see what you're doing, when I see what Michelle's doing, when I see what Emery's doing, when I see what Terry's doing, when I see what, what what's again, Lori. Lori. Yeah. When I see what Lori's doing, like I see stuff like that and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's informing my next step, whether I know it or not, because my next step is, is coming, but it's, I'm bringing with it all, all of my interaction with with the world around me to it oh yeah definitely so you know i mean that's every artist has that that's their backpack you know like you said the lens from which they see to create their art 
and all that lens has been coded from their childhood or growing up, any kind of interaction with other people, you know, events, things like that. Like in my instance, like growing up in the Central Valley, tractors and, you know, an ur urban, <clears throat> rural kind of landscape where I'm, you know, not dealing with lots of um, cityscape and stuff like that. I mean, I'd have to go to Modesto, basically, you know. Jeez. <laughs> I'd have to travel. When, Modesto, when, when Modesto's <laughs> your city destination? I'd have to travel. Yeah, yeah, dude. To go skateboard, you know, in McHenry or whatever, you know, just to get on like a cityscape kind of area. Yeah. So... That that's my childhood lens that I bring to my palette and apply to my paintings. Dude, that's that's awesome, man. And I'm uh, so I'm really glad to have had you on. It's getting late, but I ask everybody this, dude. Say you, God forbid, paddle down that river, like next week. Say you know I'm gonna paddle up the river, see if there's any peaches up there, and we don't fucking see you again. We don't know what happened to you. You fucking might have got one of the uh, eaten by one of those uh, river cats, the the river catfish, you know the catfish. Yeah, those catfish that are supposed to be like eleven feet tall, eleven feet long. Yeah, you know that's they say they're that big. Yep. Whatever, we don't know. We all that's left is what you left behind, dude. Your legacy. What do you hope that legacy is? <clears throat> well, um, as my paintings go, I would say. I'd like to bring happiness and uh, thoughtfulness to whoever is viewing the artwork. You know, like this is something that I put some time into and thinking about the viewer when I'm creating this, right? So, you know, when, I, when I'm doing all this research or looking up, you know, the different tractors or, or cars or whatever, you know, I'm trying to instill my vision into the painting, but I want to bring forth, like, its own personality. Like, I want to create the best personality for that particular piece for someone to view. That's beautiful. You're doing a great job at that, by the way. Thank you. And thanks for coming on, dude. You're you're awesome. And uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, I'll see you this week when uh, when I pick up the painting, dude. Right? Hell yeah. Well, again, what, what are your socials so everyone can follow you? Kevin.Wilhite.Art at Instagram. Nice. And, and uh, Facebook is on there as well. So. All right, dude. Jump hey, on. Thank you so much, brother. This yeah. is awesome. And uh, we'll get that watch party going. Yes. Well, as always, this podcast is brought to you by we are sacramento and the loft thank you bro. yeah that was a good one yeah man thank <clears throat> you <laughs> dude you got pictures of those chickens or the roosters i i maybe my mom Telling you, man, the the black and white booklets, dude, they come in the mail.